Welcome back to Green Planet, Blue Planet podcast. My name is Julian Guderlei. I'm your show host. And today with me on the show is Michael Graziano. Michael is a friend of mine and the founder of Global Degree. Global Degree is an academy to help people travel the world, literally gain a worldview while they are enrolled into a university program. So Michael will give us a little bit more detail on how that works, why he started that, and what it really takes to live the life of your dreams. Because as you can imagine, Michael and his crew get to see almost every country on earth as they're helping other people to get that perspective, gain that perspective. So without further ado, let's jump right into the conversation with Michael. Launched the Academy. So it's a chance for students to travel the whole world in five years. While they get their degree online, they can study business, engineering, political science, history, whatever they want to study uh, with their university back home. But they do it online on the road with us. So we're here in a co-working space uh, with our group of students. And I'm just here to hang out and meet, meet all the students and, and film their experience. And I'm going to hang out with them until Machu Picchu and Peru. And then uh, we're heading off to Guatemala to film an event there and then to uh, Bahamas to film a commercial for TripAdvisor. And then we have uh, one month to, to relax. And then we're off to do every country in the Middle East. So uh, the Middle East is some new territory for myself. This So far, we've done about 100 countries on film. And we're about to go tackle uh, about 40 more. Wow. So Global Degree is what you just launched. It's an academy for people to basically travel and study. At their at home. They study with their at-home university while they're touring the world and kind of make real life experience. That's exactly it. That's wicked. I love it. And you have the goal of being the, the first person to travel every country or? No, uh, at this point, it's just the youngest North American male. So there's, uh, there's quite a bit of people out there uh, doing awesome stuff. And uh, so, I mean, it's, ne it's not about the record. It never has been. But uh, according to, to my, my schedule, that, that would put me in that position. Cool. So your goal is to make your own global degree by making sure you're actually not just talking about the world and like seeing a bunch of countries, but getting, getting like an actual global view, like an actual opinion about each place that you've been to. That's exactly it. Yeah. So we don't just hang out in each place. We film everything from music, culture, the people, anything and everything that, that makes up a country and that makes it unique. We made a, a, an episode for Colombia that actually has over a million views. And it, the reason people loved it so much is because uh, we, sh we really captured the Colombian culture. And, and so we, a lot of Colombians are the ones that are sharing the episode because it makes them proud. And so uh, part of our goal here is to share national pride. Uh, you know, if, if in our video we make the people of that nation proud to say that they're from that country, then I think we did a good job. Cool. Yeah, I think this is, this is kind of the way forward is to really demystify all those stereotypes that are out there. I know that you guys are running a campaign called Humanity is My Family. Tell us a little bit more about that because it, like, it like teaches, it, it touches my heart. Like it, it goes straight to that spot. Humanity is my family. I love that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's the basic idea that we're all the same. You know, we all come from different parts of the world and we're all different color skin and different sizes. Um, but we all have one single consciousness and to say that that's not true is just is is false uh, the truth the truth is we're all in this together and uh, we just I want to spread that in every different angle in every different way so that it makes sense to every every different type of person 
And some of some people get that and it makes sense and that and those are people we want to be surrounding ourselves with and other people just don't get it and they, they disagree and they think uh, we're all extremely different and um, that's fine too but they're entitled to their to their ideas but this, this we want to just portray that in as many different ways as possible nice so when you say in as many different ways as possible, I remember watching one of your videos about Haiti and the Haitian culture and kind of also that stereotype of it being one of the most dangerous places in the world. How do you think you, you can help people possibly re-educate that? Maybe not everybody needs to believe we're the same consciousness right away, which I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm fully with you. This, this, is, this is the way that the reality that we're sharing. But how do you kind of take away this fear that people have? Because you're the one who's going into all these different places And I, I bet you're encountering all kinds of uh, scenarios. But how do you steer away from fear and towards love again and again and again? Yeah, the best way is to show up. I mean, we showed up to Haiti and we showed how awesome the people were. Uh, something that happened in Haiti that's never happened in any other country I've been to is the second we arrived, we went to the local bar and met the bar owner and we, we told him what we're doing. I told him I'm going to every country and I, I want to film the best of Haiti. And the guy gave us the keys to his car. He gave us access to his matte black Hummer that he had parked out front. And we just hopped in and started driving around the country. And he said, just fill it up with gas. And that's it. And we, we used that to go and film as much as we could and, and all, around, all around. And so little things like that. I mean, of all places, Haiti, where it's, a, it's one of the most impoverished countries in the world, to have someone just hand over the keys because... They trust me and because we're, we mean well and because we have um, a positive attitude and we, we want to, you know, we, we, we have good vibrations. And so I'm, I'm going to prove that by stepping foot into every country. I mean, we're doing every country in the Middle East this year. Yeah. Um, you know, that makes people cringe. Um, they, you know, Syria has just opened up their borders because uh, the war is officially over there. So I'm, I'm excited to, to go in and to see what it's like. Um, so... The best way to, sh to make a point is to go out and do it and film it. And I can't wait to be standing in country 193 with a big smile on my face and say, guys, the world's a good place. Nice. You know, you got nothing to fear. Have is, a smile. Is that, is that what drives you like at the core of your mission is like the world is a good place. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show that it's real. I, I made a promise four years ago I was going to go to every country in the world or die trying. I mean, I'm willing to risk my life, my existence uh, on the fact that people are good everywhere. And so that's, that's the plan, and I'm okay with that. I mean, it's, it's very um, archaic uh, to, to be willing to die for something, um, but I think it, that, that gives me purpose, and that kind of puts my ambition to peace, knowing that that's, uh, that's something that we're, we're working toward. It, it, I mean, it sure sounds good. It, it's, maybe, it's maybe more like a phrase that people are, are used to hearing than the reality. I, I'm pretty sure you'll be able to make it uh, one time and then say, you know what, now I've been to every country. Let me take people to every country. Um, it, and that's our plan, yeah. I mean, the next step is with the academy. We're literally taking people to every country in five years. And, you know, we have a small beta group now, but it won't be long until there's thousands of students in our academy and soon to be thousands of students traveling to every country. That's so and, uh, Yeah, go keep going. Yeah, I mean, look, there's opportunity in travel. Um, opportunity comes not from you trying to craft up an idea in your, in your swivel chair, in your office desk or in your, uh, the dorm room of your, uh, <laughs> of your college. Not to say there haven't been great ideas that have been spawned from that, but I mean, look at people like Howard Schultz going to Milan, discovering coffee culture, bringing it back and creating Starbucks. 
Look at uh, Dietrich, um, uh, who, who went to Thailand and uh, tried to drink. Noticed that uh, all the tuk-tuk drivers uh, were drinking it to stay awake. And he said, well, what is this? Tried it, liked it, bought rights to it, and created Red Bull. Uh, you know, look at uh, J.K. Rowling at the late train uh, going through the U.K. Uh, for eight hours, where she created the idea that, that was later Harry Potter. Uh, the list goes on and on. Christopher Columbus, the... You know, the man that everyone celebrates for discovering the new world, what many people forget is that he, he stole the technology of sails from the Arabs, and he stole the technology of a compass from the Chinese. You know, uh, we, we, use, we use math every single day. In fact, academics describe math as the, the core of, of, of academia world. But what people forget is the numeric numerals themselves were stolen from the Hindus by Leonardo Fibonacci. So yeah. I, I, you know, I say the word steal because somebody goes, sees, comes back, and creates, and uh, and that, and I, I believe that that's that concept has happened for hundreds and thousands of years, and it's yeah. going to continue happening. So there's a lot of opportunity in seeing the world. Um, I, I tell my students, you know, in order to change the world, you need to see the world first and study the world, and uh, so that's that's kind of our philosophy. That's, that's very fascinating what you're saying there. Do you feel like the difference now, because we've been witnessing these cycles over and over, that somebody takes something and inspires others or, or reaches a new place, gets inspired and brings something back. Do you feel like these times now are fundamentally different, though, because what you, what you can do that nobody else was able to do before is you bring your cell phone, you bring your GoPro, you bring your, uh, your drone, and you actually find a way to document this, the smiles and the friendliness that everyone actually is welcoming you with. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Uh, there's a lot of love out there. <laughs> and we want to we capture it and just show that to, to everybody. I want the world to see the world and to realize that um, people shouldn't be judged by, the, by the, the soil they were born on. They shouldn't be judged by the actions of their government. Colombia is a perfect example with a dark history This is one of the most vibrant countries I've ever been to. The yes, people are so fantastic. Some people will go out and do something nice to you just because they, they want you to realize how, how good their country is. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have friends who have been to Pakistan, and they said when they went to a cricket game, the, the star player signed a cricket ball after the game and gave it to them. When they went to the restaurant, the head chef came out and asked if they were enjoying their meal. When they went to the movie theater – the usher kicked out some people and gave them the best seat in the theater. And you got to ask yourself, why is this happening? Well, the reason is because the word Pakistan has a negative connotation because of, for whatever reason. And now Pakistani people are trying to show, wait, we're awesome people. Look at how great we are. And yeah. as a result, they're treating you very special. And um, I feel the more uh, isolated countries we go to or countries with, with these reputations, the more loving and caring and supportive these people are, which is the ultimate irony. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Michael, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to interview you and I, I have you on the show right now and we're sharing this with, with everyone watching is because every time you start speaking about your mission, like your eyes get super bright and I can just feel this sparkle and this, like, this desire to actually make it happen and just go out and actually doing it. So for everyone listening, What is it that like kicks you into flow that makes you like so clearly aware that this mission and nothing else is what's happening? Because I, I, 
I'm willing to die for it. I mean, you can't say I'm going to go to every country in the world or die trying and then not do it. Um, you're going against everything that you stand for. Um, you know, that's the definition of purpose. Purpose is finding out what you're willing to die for because that's how much it means to you. And I think everyone has a purpose. And some people need to take a moment to say, what am I willing to die for? Because the moment you figure that out is when you stop running from death itself. You turn around and you say, look, I'm not afraid of you anymore. I'm every moment on this earth I'm going to put toward my purpose. And if you take me one day, then you've taken me, but I'm not going to have a single re regret. So there's really nothing you can take from me. And that's a really powerful thing when you, when you stare death in the face and say, I'm not afraid of you anymore. Because um, it allows you to achieve anything you can put your mind to. Wow. Yeah, that, that was my next question is when, when you find this piece, like, what, what do you think purpose is, is really, like, how does it, what does purpose really mean? And you already answered that. So let, let me ask you this, as you're talking about, like, opening up not just borders, but people's hearts and people's minds to kind of understand we are actually all one. And it, we really got to stop thinking about it and worrying about it and, and kind of assuming we know what other people are like until we actually go there, do it, shake their hands, talk with them, listen to them. Um, so do you feel like this is, this is a trajectory of the consciousness that we're all sharing, that we're actually evolving into this society that, that wants to express purpose? Yeah, we're, uh, we're entering a very interesting time in humanity. I mean, when you look back in history, the, um, the most prolific time in, in history for, for humans is the moment of agriculture. This is the first time we went from hunters and gatherers to us sitting back and saying, wait a second, we can just herd all of our animals here and we right. can grow all of our plants here. For the first time ever, we got lazy. We just sat there ever and now uh, from from that moment of agriculture is where we came up with science art philosophy astronomy um, all of that really came from that moment and now we're entering that was the, they called that the golden age and now we're entering what's called the second golden age is where technology is about to take over everything every monotonous thing in our lives is going to be replaced by technology and that's a scary idea for a lot of people because like, well, what, how am I going to make money? You know, what's, what's my value? And so the world we're entering in is, you know, what's your value? That's up to you to create and through your mind. Your mind is going to be much more powerful than it was when you have VR, 3D printers, when you have uh, social media where the whole world is one email away, one Facebook message away, one click away. Um, shared consciousness, the idea that this the whole world and the whole internet is this big brain, this master consciousness. Absolutely. And you determine your value to that. I think everyone has a gift. Everyone has your, your gift to humanity, your gift to the consciousness is just as individual as your DNA. And uh, you got to kind of tap into that and, and understand what it is and then provide it to, to this, this collective. Cool. I love how clearly you're sharing that. I'm 100% with you on the same page. I think this is really the age we're in and kind of the brink from this, um, let's call it, well, you call it the golden age. I'm not even sure if that's entirely true. It's, it's somewhat also the unhumane age. And we're hopefully entering the, the humane age where we can look at each other and say, look, hey, what's, what's your purpose? Why are you here? What do you want to contribute? Like, why are you uh, on earth right now? And, and what are you sharing with all of us? Because you being you is actually... Um, all we're asking for.
Mm-hmm. So how do you personally, how do you keep balance in that? Because you're, you're traveling so much, you're always on the road. I mean, I get <clears throat> you must be excited like 95% of the time, but you're a human being, right? So there's, there is a, an up and down because if the, if the line's flat, we're dead. When the line's up and down, our heart's beating, right? So how do you keep your own balance in all this, this excitement? Yeah, and the answer is I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fall on my face. I mean, think, yeah. about, think about how hard this interview was to organize. Um, I have people coming at me all angles. Uh, every, my email inbox, my Facebook personal message. You know the other messages when you press other and people who haven't added you. There's a whole flow of people coming in there. And we have our Facebook page, you know, Google Plus. I didn't even know I had a Google Plus account. There's stuff coming in there. YouTube, Twitter. And then on top of that, I'm trying to manage a relationship with my girlfriend. And now we've launched the academy. We have all these students. And then on top of it, I just want to just have some time myself. Right. And, and the answer is it's complete chaos. My life's complete chaos, but I've learned to just find beauty and harmony in chaos because the truth is I have infinite choices. So do you, you know, right now we're on this call. That's our choice. Uh, right now I'm in Colombia. That's my choice. But what I'm about to say next is also my choice and where I choose to be tomorrow and what I choose to do and to say is, is, is infinite and it's my choice. And so um, I realized that and I realized how much chaos there truly is. Because if you think about every little thing that you could say or do, it's truly chaotic. It's totally. mind-boggling. It's mind-boggling. Chaos is like the underlying current of everything. Yeah. Exactly. So it's infinite. Truly, truly infinite. So what I do is I sit here and I say, well, what feels right? What's the next thing that feels right? And unfortunately, I may be rude to a lot of people by not responding to them. I may be um, very tardy and delayed in my responses or maybe never get back to people. I may say one thing and, and do the other. And, 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 you know, all of that, it is what it is. But I just have to trust my heart and moving forward with what feels right with for me because all I have is the here and now. And I have to put all my trust in whatever it is that's telling me to go this direction and do this thing in a world of infinite decisions. Interesting. I feel like on the other extreme of uh, chaos is, is understanding, right? But the understanding is something you can only truly make yourself because you're the one, as you said, you're the one choosing what is my one right next step. So I can attest to everyone watching that you, if you reached out to Michael and he didn't get back to you yet, he most likely will. Uh, it, it just took him a while to get, get back to me as well. But I'm really glad you made the choice to be, to be on the line with me right now because I feel this is something we can all learn from each other but also from you right now in this moment because what you're describing to me sounds like you're actually making the choice to be in your now as much as possible and become present again and again and again to say well i'm here right now what's the one perfect right next yes yes it's like it's like a hard reset button every day and if you if you're really good at it it's a hard reset every hour even every minute because if you constantly ask yourself, why am I here? Why am I doing this? And it's constantly in alignment. You're in the right path. And you don't need to bombard yourself with that question. You just need to listen to the voice. You know, isn't it amazing that there's a, there's a voice inside of you that's telling you if you're at a fork in the road, the voice will tell you which way to go. Isn't, don't you find that a little bit incredible? Absolutely. <laughs> and don't yeah. you find it even more perplexing that my voice tells me to go this way and your voice tells you to go this way? I mean, that's what the hell is that? You know, and once you 
you don't even you'll, you'll never really know what that is but you have to you should probably listen to it <laughs> i love that you're going there i think this is you're you're saying what the hell is that um i, I guess this is the fundamental experience of being human right is being connected in this one consciousness really being here to express your purpose and your mission which in your case is really taking away this fear and this preconceived uh, concept that we have of countries and nation states and then following the voice that's the true voice right i think a lot of us um i don't know about you guys listening um a lot of us have this this voice that tells us what to do that's that's in alignment with what we desire and then this other voice that's just like a total chaos in itself that's like well but what about this over here and what about this over there and don't you think this would be nice as well um how do you well, deal with that exercise is an exercise i do and i teach a lot of i, I pass it on to a lot of people because it got passed on to me it's, you, it's really simple you close your eyes and you have two decisions decision a decision b so i want you and i want everyone else out there listening right now to take their set take a second close your eyes okay now you're at a crossroads in your life and there's two decisions decision a decision b what those decisions are is completely up to you but i think all of you out there know exactly what those decisions are so I want you to take a moment to visualize decision A and don't just see it, but taste it, feel it, touch it, hear it, experience it. Just take a moment. Okay, and then when you're ready, I want you to take a moment to now visualize decision B. Every little detail, just experience that moment right now. And now when you're ready, Open your eyes and ask yourself which one was the right one? Which one made, gave you tingles inside? Which one made the hairs on your neck stand? Which one felt right? What about you? Was it decision A or B? I love that, man. I, I love every time somebody takes a minute in a live or in any recording and say, wait, everybody close your eyes. Because this is actually <laughs> yeah, like, man, well, this human being, right? I'm a human being. You're in Victoria. There's a bunch of human beings tuned in. Fuck yeah. it. We'll take as long as as long as we want, as short as we want. There's there's no nothing needs to be formal. We're all just here, right? Exactly. And I think um, it would be awesome to know how often do you do you have this little mini exercise in your daily life? Is that a daily thing? Is that a five times a day thing? Is it only big decisions? Um, yeah. I mean, so uh, another kind of practice we have is we say it's either a fuck yeah or it's nothing at all. I so I search for the fuck yes, which is like, yes, whatever that is, is so perfect. And everything, I love every, every aspect of that, whatever that is. So I just, I just follow the fuck yes. But whenever I'm at a, a crossroads, literally, and I think there's a lot of people out there at, at crossroads in their lives where they have a voice telling them you should probably go this way because that's the way you should be going. And then there's another voice like, no, 
I want to go this way because that's where I want to be and that's my heart. And to, to do that exercise for that moment is you're really going to understand your answer. And once you understand your answer, the next step is that leap of faith, which is another scary thing for people. but something that you, you just got to do. Yeah. What I love about this exercise and, and just the whole like place that you're sharing from, which is such a, uh, again, every time I, I'm on the line with you, there's, there's so much power and passion in, in how you share. And there's such a clarity in that too, because everyone listening, I mean, we all know those moments when we're thinking about it and we're like picturing it a little bit and then we're wavering again. Right. But what actually, what you demand from us, uh, Michael, when you share an exercise like this is actually learn to trust yourself learn to trust that the guidance that's given at all times is actually real. And it's not just a made up concept that is uh, woo woo esoteric, but it's the actual reality that we're creating by choice. And then following right. your own choices, it, it's, it means you have to be responsible. It means you have to be actually aware, right? Like five weeks ago, I made this choice, so now I'm here today again, right? And I think this is something we're, we're being conditioned to look away from, but this is also, I guess uh, a mission that you and I share is to like reawaken to that level of, of presence with, with your own journey because nobody else is writing your script but you. Exactly. You are, uh, this whole thing called life is a big performance and you decide your own character and you write your own script and you got to know that. And another thing I want to fall back on is, you know, the famous quote from Steve Jobs, you'll never be able to connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backwards. It's so true. And so knowing that, knowing how random uh, life is, yeah. um, you just gotta, you have, to, you have to do it because if you don't, you're not tapping into your truest potential. And you may have this little thing called regret that, that may dawn on you later in your, in your life. And no one wants that. You know, there's no room for regret in, in, in this world or in this one, one performance that you call life it's funny because i had a question prepared here that was like if you had an apprentice what would be the three things that you want to pass on i feel like you've already shared more than three but is there anything else that comes up for you that you want to share with, with our listeners first golden rule ask and you shall receive my uh i've the famous uh quote is ask for nothing you'll receive nothing ask for a new life you'll receive a new life and in my case ask for the world and you'll receive the world Right. So you need, you need two things. You need, you need courage to ask for big things because that's kind of nerve-wracking. And you need gratitude to receive big things. Because if you have gratitude, it, put it this way, if you don't have gratitude, have you ever given money to a homeless person or some food and the first thing they did when they received it is go like this, saying they want more? And that moment, we're like, oh, what's... Like, are you not grateful for what I've just given? I know it's not, it's not a whole new life, but it's something. And for them not to see that and to appreciate that makes you never want to give to that person again. And I know that love, true love, is just giving without any need for receiving. But the truth is, when people give, they like to at least be um, shown gratitude. And um, so the, the rule is, if you have no gratitude, people will do nothing in their power to help you. Yeah. Nothing. But if you do show gratitude, strong, pure, genuine gratitude, people will do everything in their power to help you. Everything. It's so, so you've enabled a whole new life simply by your ability to acknowledge and, and, and show 
gratefulness and thankfulness. So asking you shall receive is the only reason I'm here and the only reason I, I'm doing all these things in my life. Um, another famous one that I really like is follow the invisible into the unknown. It's a, it's a, I really like that quote because yeah. you're following this voice. You don't even know what this yeah, voice is, like invisible. Yeah. And you're, you're following this voice into an unknown path and it's terrifying, but you, you need to follow it. Um, and then the third piece would be, I think it's just um, lead with love, you know, just have a heart, two sizes too big. And, and, you know, when people try and tear you down, that's fine. That's their, they, they have something going on in their life. And um, yeah, just lead with love. And it's, it's hard for me to fire people. It's hard for me to come down on people like a boss and a manager and, and just to, to really give, provide fear. And, and I've been told that you need to, you know, to have people respect you, they need to fear you and, and all that. And I, I just not buying into it. Yeah. I think now instead of, instead of just trying to, you know, hire people for stuff and then come down on them, I'm just going to have performance-based initiatives where if people choose to flourish, they can flourish. If they choose to do nothing, they do nothing, but that's their choice once again. So um, to lead with love and, and a heart, two sizes too big, and forgive everyone and everything that happens, I think puts you into a really creative state where you can, you can create things at incredible, incredible speeds. So those are my three, three tips. I love those three tips, especially, especially at the end there, lead with love is something that I think it, it, it's a lot of people feel it's a vague concept, right? Um, there's this famous Werner Erhard quote who said, if you, you don't have to ask for love if love is where you come from. Mm -hmm. And I feel like love and compassion, this is, especially when you share this right now, I, I realize it's so connected to what you just said in the beginning of this conversation. It's what actually puts you into the present moment because you don't have a worry or a thought of, oh, what did that person just do to me? Or, oh, that person wasn't grateful when I gave them money. You're just like, well, it would be better if you're grateful, but you know what? I'm not going to. Okay, then, you know, you're just kind of moving on with what life is actually presenting to you. And um, in, my, in my own practice, I, I know that there are moments when it's harder, but I, I realize every moment that I choose to come from love are the moments that I'm most proud of myself. And I feel most authentic to who I actually am to be on this planet. Exactly. That's it. Powerful, man. I, I love all the wisdom you have to share. You know what I'd, I'd like to understand is like, how did that all start for you? Like, where did you... Did you like fall into a, you know, into like a, a, a cauldron of wisdom as a baby and you were like, oh, I'm going to travel the world and share with him? Or like, what happened? Like, did you have a, a traumatic awakening like so many people? Or, or was it just like a gradual experience of like, well, I'm going to be doing this? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I wouldn't say I'm wise. I would say uh, um, I, there's some things that I've picked up that I believe in and, and I, I share those and I preach those because I believe those, those are truth. I may be, everything I say may be wrong and that's fine. But um, everyone defines their own version of truth. Yeah. Um, the future is defined by people placing bets on what they think is the truth. That's all it is. Um, and so this is my truth, and this is what I believe to be true. And um, I, I, you know what? Everyone says travel, uh, travel changes you, you know, and you go to every country in the world, you come back a new person. But I disagree. I think traveling makes you more yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm unwilling to waver to other opinions and other 
um, things, but just to hold true to yourself what, what you believe to be truth. So, I mean, travel really opened up my mind, really, really. And that's why I chose this path. Um, you know, I, I used to be a business hotshot trying to be a multimillionaire and buy a penthouse with a Lamborghini and a private jet. And I, I, I bought into that whole facade and that whole dream. And um, the truth is, there's a lot of people who, who need you to buy into that dream in exchange for building their dreams. Exactly. Uh, you know, you need to be grinding and punching your head against the wall just to, to cause you know that one day it's going to be your moment. They, they need, it's, it's, it's a donkey with a carrot in front of it. Um, and, and they need you to believe in that. Cause if you don't believe in that, then there's You're no push. Yeah. So you and, were uh, going that way and then found, you just had this, this clarity while traveling and found back to your core or like travel. Yeah, exactly. Ignited exactly. Dream? Yeah, exactly. I said, I said, none of that is ever going to matter. I said, uh, uh, I've learned that to tap into your truest self and become an expert in what you're most passionate about is your greatest gift. And, and your greatest gift is your greatest value. And your greatest value can be exchanged for the greatest amount of abundance. So it all kind of yeah. loops around, you know. Uh, but it's never about that. It, you know, when you, when, there's a, a lot of people who've told me who've made a lot of money and lost a lot of money and And they've lived a lot and they tell me that it's relationships, friendships, and impact that, that, that matters. Um, and, and that's just the truth. So I tapped into that. And then, trust me, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a business thinker. And I always think, what's the bottom line? How are we going to make money from this whole venture and all that stuff? And that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, that's just being, being truthful and honest. But to give up your dream and to ignore that voice, to try and hit it big, in a hope that once you hit it big, then you can live out that voice, whatever that voice is. Once I have 10 million bucks, then I'm gonna go travel the world, and I'm gonna have the most beautiful people around me, and the yachts, and the clubs, and everyone's gonna to want to be my friend. It, you're, you're buying into a dream again. Right, you know? we, we know that the moment you add those 10 million, you actually then want the 100 million, right? I yeah, think, of course. I think what we're talking about. Like, you don't have the courage. You don't have the courage yeah. and to be asking for big things. I, I, I love asking people. I say, okay, who, who wants to make a million dollars? And everyone puts up their hand. I say, okay, great. Um, how many times have you asked for a million dollars? Like literally, how many times have you made a plan and given value to stakeholders and shareholders and in exchange made a, and taken out a million bucks? Silence. No, no one raises their hand. <laughs> Go back to the first rule, asking you shall receive, have balls and courage to ask for it. And who knows what happens next, you know? So, yeah, I, I love where you're going because I feel like this is also part of this, this kind of change in, in times we're in right now. You know, it's, we're rewiring the conditioning that has been kind of put upon us. So like raising your hand to want the $1 million, there's no problem in that. We can all be entrepreneurs while we live our dreams and our purpose. But I guess raising the hand and not knowing at all that you're like, um, there's a Tony Robbins metaphor he uses when he teaches people money. He says, if you, if you want to make a million dollars and you have no strategy, that's like wanting to see a sunset and going east. <laughs> you just want to see it. And I, I love that. I love that metaphor because it's like, right, why are we asking for things that we're not even willing to commit to? So I think it's yeah. just this, this culture that we've created that we've, created this picture of being rich and famous is important while 
most of us in their hearts already know that's not truly what they want. They just say they want that, right? So I feel like a lot of people are kind of in the middle and, and they're not really sure, well, I'm still getting pulled this way, but I'd love to like just live my dream and connect with all these beautiful people. Because there's a lot of people who don't have their purpose clear. My mind's clear. You know, yours is clear. And yeah. there's a lot of people who are like, well, what, what do I, what do, what do I want to die for? I, I have no idea. I, I don't even know where to begin answering that question. And that's where I say, you know, once again, everyone has their own truth. But mine is to fall back on travel. I mean, to, to overcome a fear of loneliness, traveling on your own. Yeah. to understand markets and economies. Uh, the fact that the average income in Qatar is $100,000 and the average salary in, um, or the average hourly wage in El Salvador is 75 cents. Yeah. You start to find an abundance of opportunities around you. You also build an international network of contacts and friends and everyone's off doing their own thing and, and, and they're providing you a wealth of knowledge, which you can then form into a mastermind. I mean, you know, all these things fall into place, but you can, the first thing you got to do, uh, the famous quote to, to travel a thousand miles is, is to take that first step. So put on a backpack, take that first step and see what happens next. Cool. Well, as we're kind of wrapping up this conversation, I love, I love all the different places we went to. Um, I think taking the first step is something you were really clear and, and loud on is like, just go out and do it, right? Like, don't, don't think about it. Don't, don't dread it. Don't worry. Just, just make that first step and see what comes next. We talked about purpose a lot too, which I, I love. I think purpose is kind of the direction we're going. I have another question for you, Michael. And that's, what do you envision this? Like you said, the second or the next golden age, we're kind of on the brink of going into, you, you talked a little bit about it, automation and how, well, the purpose of work might be shifting. What do you see is like a larger vision for humanity and planet Earth? Like if you if you were to kind of leave the time frame of the immediate now, uh, the immediate I need to secure my survival or any of that, where are we going towards the next 50, 100 years where people like you are delivering their purpose to connect humanity to a, to a next level? Yeah, first things first, we all realize we're all one consciousness. That's the first thing, the step. Yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop. That's that. the first step. <laughs> first things first, we all realize we're all one person, all one consciousness. Uh, you know, look into the eyes and realize they're all the same. Not just in humans, but animals and, and, and anything and everything, insects, you know. And then once that we have a unified consciousness, I think we start to tap into things like the internet, which is a consolidation of a unified consciousness. Everyone inputs their ideas. No more cap videos, you know, <laughs> no more wasting time. Everyone contributes their truest self as, as distinct and as individual as their DNA to this master mastermind. And then you add in things like VR to help you create what it is you're trying to think of. Like if I'm trying to explain an idea to you, you know, I could spend an hour trying to pitch a business plan or let's throw on a headset and let me sh show you my creation, whatever that is. Let's, ex go, let's go experience the way I see the future or the way I want to create value. Um, that's pretty cool. Add on things like 3D printers that are going to be able to print anything and everything we can dream of. They're, you know, they already have 
uh, 3D printable garments. So, so if a girl wants a custom fitted dress, she, she can print it out in her perfect color, perfect dimension. And then when she's done, she scrunches it up, throws it in a bin, it pulls out the inks, pulls out the paste, boom, let's do it again the next day. And um, so think of one unified consciousness with one with a totally um, renewable form of uh, energy. So we're not causing any issues in the environment. And all the current issues are going to be cleaned up because of technology, because of our ideas. And then uh, introduce interplanetary species, which uh, our boy Elon Musk is already working on. Um, what the interesting thing is when, when, when humanity is in Mars, because of all the challenges they have there with no water, no oxygen, uh, no gravity, they're going to create new inventions, which actually in turn are going to help us here on Earth, yeah. right? Once again, Christopher Columbus took the sails from the Arabs. We're going to take a technology from Mars and apply it here to Earth. Mars is going to take a technology from our third planet and apply it to them. And wow, I mean, we're going we're gonna to take over the galaxy and um, it's going to be a pretty cool time. And the, you know, a really funny thing is when you look at the size of the known universe, what we know today, even if we took over this entire galaxy, to put it in retrospect, it's putting us in the middle of the Sahara Desert, taking one footstep, trying to find other forms of life. So just to give you, uh, you know, fast forward 2,000 years, let's say we take over, we're still not even close to tapping into other life, life forces, even if there are ones, which takes it one step further into different dimensions. But we're not going to go there. That's for an <laughs> Sounds like we, we have to hang out and talk a little bit more about that first uh, before it's suggested and have to share with everyone on, on Facebook. Well, everyone, thanks for watching. Michael, thanks for taking the time out of Columbia. Um, such a pleasure to have you. Such a pleasure to kind of follow your trains of thoughts. And um, I said it, you're a wise guy, and I really love that you're on this mission. You know, I really love that you're out there driving this mission and doing it and not waiting for anybody's permission and not waiting for anybody to tell you um, what to do. When I was 15, I went to an international exchange program and I was wishing and hoping that people like you are out there and people like what I'm doing now as well is like to, to provide this for others, to make sure we're actually all experiencing this one unified humanity. Yeah. So thank you. Well, thank you, brother. And I, I thank you. I really appreciate your time and great questions and, and your compliments and, and what you, what you're doing is incredible as well. And, I think everyone can appreciate your, uh, your little uh, sign in the back there because that's, that's just the truth. And uh, the universe will keep giving, giving opportunities to you. And I think that that's maybe the theme of this whole chat. So um, thank you, bro. I really appreciate you taking the time. I hope you severely enjoyed this episode with Michael Graziano from Global Degree. Make sure you check it out online and on all the social uh, streams. They have an amazing bunch of videos. They created a lot of content that shows how alive this journey can be. And uh, stay tuned. Subscribe to the podcast either on iTunes or Spotify. Shoot me an email or join our Facebook community, Green Planet, Blue Planet Podcast community. It's a Facebook group. To join the conversation, let me know who else you think would be fun to have on this show and kind of explore how they contribute to a purpose society. Take care. Have yourself an amazing day.